ready to talk sports with one of the leading sports journalists of today? Welcome to All Around Sports with John Inglesby. John's years of experience as a journalist has allowed him to net exclusive interviews with the top players, former players, commissioners, and owners. John and his guests are ready to give you the straight word when it comes to sports. Now, let's talk all around sports. Here's your host, John Inglesby. Voice America listeners, welcome to my 309th ever show of all around sports. Reach Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time. We broadcast live from Boston to go all around the world of sports for one hour to discuss what happened this weekend and what's ahead for the week. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-888-346-9144, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net, which comes to me through my website at iirsportsoneword.com. As always, I will give you my highlights, lowlights, and bizarre news items from this past week. Also, we will be joined next segment by our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. Well, I'll begin with my highlight of not only the week, but of a sports lifetime, which was attending the Masters on Saturday which was my first ever tournament day at the Masters. And, of course, it was on moving day. So it was just, uh, as you would expect, meets and exceeds every expectation you would have from attending the Masters. Uh, The weather was a little shaky, the forecast, I should say. Uh, Downright ominous as we headed out from Atlanta for the Masters. And then, uh, lo and behold, as can only happen with Masters Magic, as we drew close to Augusta, the sky started to brighten, and in the end, there was basically no rain uh, whatsoever throughout the day. When we left mid-morning on Saturday, the forecast was for 100% rain with thunderstorms from noon to four. We saw not a drop until just the lightest of light drizzles uh, in the early evening. So it's just a wonderful day. Arrived at the course and walked right to the 18th green, which uh, where Tiger Woods was coming up to finish his round and stood right there on the side of the green. And uh, conveniently, Tiger hit his approach shot right on our side. So... We started our Masters Day by standing within literally a few feet of Tiger Woods. And then it was off to the 16th, the famous par three over the water. And just spectacular down there right behind us as we were watching the 16th, where you can see both the tee and the green easily on the short par three. Uh, Rory McIlroy was making a run and had an eagle uh, right behind us. So we heard our genuine Augusta roar, uh, not more than 100 feet away from where we were standing, which was awesome. And then we went over to Amen Corner, sat there for a long while in the bleachers, soaked up the beautiful flowers at Ray's Creek, and it was terrific. And uh, so all in all, 
and then the rest of the day we just spent crisscrossing the course where around every corner was a brand new spectacular vista and visual that uh, was just special. There's nothing like it in all of sports. Uh, I think it's at or near the top of most sports fans' bucket list, and it's certainly worthy to be there. I can't recommend it highly enough uh, to do whatever it takes to get there. So, lucky me, it was wonderful. And this ushers in my highlight of the week, which was uh, we are in the midst, and the Masters basically kicks off what I now consider to be the best two sports weeks of the year, which is the first round of the NBA and NHL playoffs. The NHL got going middle of last week, and NBA, of course, got underway on Saturday. It's basically nonstop games every night, three and three and four of each uh, in each sport. So anywhere from uh, five to eight games per night. Of course, a little more in the daytime over the weekend as well. It's just awesome. Uh, and so I just absolutely have come around. I used to be an October guy as far as the best sports month of the year. But I, I think now uh, I've settled into this being the best two weeks, especially this year when I could start it off by attending the Masters. Um, so great matchups uh, leads right into, you know, my bizarre story of the week on this very special Marathon Monday in Boston. Uh, you talk about the best sports weeks of the year in America. Well, what may be the best sports weekend of the year in Boston is, of course, Marathon Weekend. The runners have been piling in all weekend, and uh, today is uh, a true test. It is horrific weather, one of the worst ever in marathon history. And by that, I mean it's an absolute driving sideways rain. I'm looking out my window right now at it. Uh, stiff winds. It's beyond raw, uh, downright cold with the wind. And challenging, to say the least, the Red Sox did something nearly unprecedented, which was cancel this morning's traditional 11 a.m. game. Uh, Fenway Park, of course, is right near the finish line, so typically the runners are finishing starting around 2 p.m., as in uh, within the hour. Uh, so the Red Sox game often gets done around that time. People empty out of Fenway, walk down the street to Kenmore Square, where the runners, the leaders, often are coming through if the game is, again, you know, two and a half hours or so, or three uh, never given in baseball these days, but it's, uh, and then, and then they're just pouring through all day. So if you want to see the leaders, you would need to be there by a few minutes before two, but no matter when the game ends, you just walk right down the street and you're going to see the runners, uh, by the hundreds, if not thousands, uh, pouring down through Kenmore square on the last leg of the race on Boylston street. So, uh, on this great weekend in Boston sports, uh, it's been bizarre because the teams here are just 
on an absolutely amazing roll right now. Uh, the Bruins won easily their first two playoffs games. The Celtics won yesterday's game one against the Bucks. Uh, and all these games are at home in Boston. The Bruins at the Garden. Uh, the Celtics yesterday at the Garden. They'll be back there again tomorrow night. Um, instant classic win over the Bucks. Fabulous. They thought they had it won when Terry Rozier hit a three-point buzzer beater uh, with a half a second left. And lo and behold, the Bucks matched it with uh, a near mid-court shot to tie it up, send it into overtime where the Celtics uh, finally were able to put it away. But just a great, great game. Hats off to the Celtics. They, uh, they were the best team in the NBA at winning games with last-second shots, and they did it again yesterday, generally speaking. Um, and then the Red Sox are off to their best start ever in their 100-year-plus history. Pretty amazing. And uh, about the only thing that's not perfect these days in Boston sports is uh, is the rainy marathon that's happening as we speak. And lastly, my lowlight of the week is the Washington Capitals. Uh, looks like they're choking yet again. Uh, they lost games one and two at home in overtime. Had leads, couldn't hold them. Uh, so down now they find themselves down two out of the Columbus Blue Jackets and heading out to Ohio. Just incredible. Um, and also just wanted to add that uh, you may remember last year I went to the Positive Coaching Alliance's football at Fenway event, which was just spectacular, where they had in all the college coaches, Brown, UConn, whatnot. They played at Fenway Park last November. Uh, but this year's event is next week. It's called Jeans and Jerseys, Positive Impact Celebration. Uh, it's on April 25th next week. And uh, it's going to be a fun, casual event, dress code of jeans and jerseys. got to love that. And so the event will help the PCA reach more kids in New England and celebrate the positive impact the honorees have had through sports, from uniting against racism to empowering women and inspiring uh, basically all who attend and all of us. So there'll be people there like Positive Impact Sports Leader Sam Kennedy from the Boston Red Sox. Uh, and he works with the Take the Lead anti-racism campaign featuring five major Boston sports teams, Sox, Bruins, Celtics, Patriots, and New England Revolution. And uh, they'll all have representatives on the stage with, uh, with Sam Kennedy There'll also be other recognitions, uh, positive impact athlete and executive Angela Ruggiero, four-time Olympic medalist, uh, including gold in 1998 and uh, in the Hockey Hall of Fame. And uh, there'll be a ton of others, including the likes of Christine Lilly of U.S. women's soccer team fame. So now let's take our break, and next up will be our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. So don't go anywhere. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. 
Join Matt Fish and Alex Clancy every week for Rebound Radio. We'll talk with the legends of basketball about how they got started, their rise to the top of the game, how basketball has changed their lives, and what they're up to now. Just like the game itself, you'll find that lives can pivot on a dime. There can be last-minute saves, and life is anything but run-of-the-mill. Rebound Radio can be heard live every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time and 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. You won't want to miss the next show. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You're listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net. Now, back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to segment two of All Around Sports. And I'm your host, John Inglesby, to join the show. The call-in number is 1-888-346-9144, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. And it's that time of the show when our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. And A.P. is joining us, and how are you doing today? Hey, doing great, John. How's everything? Glad to be here. Oh, everything is great, AP. Couldn't be better. Uh, and I was able, I had a big week last week as I was able to follow your lead from last year and went to the Masters, as you well know. And boy, it was something special. Uh, I was there on Saturday. I believe last year you, of course, were were there on Saturday and Sunday. So I guess I'm now a member of the Masters Club, right? Absolutely, yeah. It's a terrific event. Uh, the weather had cooperated for us last year, and I know you had a, a fun time uh, visiting visiting Augusta. It's it's just magnificent. Magnificent is the word. Uh, you know, you mentioned weather, and uh, the craziest thing, AP, when we left Atlanta, it could not have been a worse forecast. Uh, Literally getting in our car mid-morning on Saturday, it was a 100% chance of rain from noon to 4 with thunderstorms, as in they clear the course if you have thunderstorms, obviously, and stop play. And off we went down I-20, Route 20, uh, Interstate 20, and there was, uh, you know, there was lots of rain going down on I-20, and clearly it seemed to be headed to Augusta. But lo and behold, as we got close, the skies looked a little brighter ahead. And by the time we passed the Bobby Jones Expressway, it was no rain whatsoever, cloudy, sun peeking through, warm, and it stayed that way the rest of the day until just the lightest of light drizzles in the evening, which at that point didn't matter at all. So, uh, 
So, the golf gods won out over Mother Nature is the best way I could put it. It was a master's magic. <laughs> so, yeah, and it's so beautiful when you start walking around and you know see all the all the uh, scenery and just it's just quite a sight to behold. It is. It's breathtaking, truly breathtaking. And uh, yes, yes, it was just a great day. Couldn't have gone better. Um, so felt fortunate that it all worked out, especially the weather. Uh, and so, yeah, it was wonderful. So I was thinking of you as we were moving around the course and we went everywhere as anyone would do when they get to Augusta. And it was just incredible. Uh, and then lo and behold, you know, no sooner do we, you know, get back, get settled, what have you. And then, uh, you know, we're into what I think is now, and we've talked about this before. I think we are in the best two weeks of sports. And in fact, I think this is the the best week in sports. Uh, I used to be an October guy uh, where you had World Series, football in full swing, uh, you know, baseball playoffs, um, and of course the NBA and the NHL starting. But AP, as I'm sure you know, uh, you know, during this you know week or so, we have basically starting Saturday anywhere from six to eight games per day per night it's awesome two or three or four nhl games three or four nba games like we had all weekend and uh there's just nothing like it you know and they go deep into the night start early seven eastern time typically and at least on weeknights daytime you know in the weekend but i absolutely love it you know again i i feel like i've finally come around to where this is my favorite two weeks of the year, especially this year when I can start it off with the Masters, right? Yeah, absolutely. You have the Masters, you have the NBA basketball, the NHL playoffs. It's just you, you have to keep your 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 dial changer handy because you don't want to miss any of the overtime games or any of those uh, close second moments. Exactly. I mean, I just basically, you know, I DVR everything because. Highlights are one thing, but there's nothing like hearing the live calls. And, you know, that way I'm not going to miss anything. And there's just, you know, nonstop things to see from, uh, you know, last night, late, uh, watch the Vegas Knights take a 3-0 lead over the L.A. Kings, winning the first game in L.A. after winning the first two in Vegas. And so they've pretty much got them where they want them, I'd say. Uh, Amazing story. Expansion team, need I say more? Las Vegas Knights, incredible what they're doing. Uh, and they scored two, it was 1 1, and they scored two goals late in the third period. The Kings came back to score once, it was 3 2 in the last minute or two. And uh, nothing better than that in Stanley Cup hockey, where, you know, uh, the desperation the Kings were feeling to avoid going down 3 0. And, uh, but, the Knights held on, and they're up 3-0. Of course, Penguins flyer, flyers for a guy from Pennsylvania. It doesn't get any better than that. Uh, the, the championship of Pennsylvania, and really, AP, what I think now is quite possibly the nastiest rivalry in all of sports, Penguins-Flyers. 
Uh, it's been building and building over the years. And anybody who heard that Philadelphia crowd chanting yesterday at Sidney Crosby knows exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> it's not the first time you hear the Flyers in, in a nasty rivalry. I mean, that name has come up uh, through the years. They've been it's a pretty tough team. Exactly, exactly. Uh, but then we're, you know, now on to the NBA. I mean, uh, you know, watched the Celtics, Milwaukee Bucks. Really, uh, you, you don't have to say this about a game one in any series, but this was an instant classic um, yesterday afternoon at the Garden uh, where, you know, Terry Rozier uh, re- replacing Kyrie Irving starting his first ever playoff game calmly sunk a three with the score tied uh, to give the Celtics the apparent win with half a second left as in point zero five. And by you just thought, well, that's it. I mean, and it was, it, you know, the visual was like they had just won. Uh, not quite a walk-off, but boy, the Bucks, to their credit, uh, drained a shot from just inside midcourt. Uh, as they said on the TV, uh, you know, easily a 35-40 footer. And he, he, the, the Buck who made it was basically... Standing on the R for Red Arbach, whose signature <laughs> sits right there near midcourt. And lo and behold, he got it off in time. Nearly impossible to do with half a second left to be able to catch it, grip it, and launch a 40-foot shot. But he did it. And uh, and then, you know, finally, uh, so that tied it, sent it into overtime where the Celtics were able to, to, to win. And uh, just a great game, you know, just terrific, terrific way to start the playoffs here in Boston. That's for sure on Marathon Weekend. Yeah, John, it never ceases to amaze me the last-second shots that some of these basketball players can convert. It, I mean, from that distance, especially just to even catch it and get a shot off in that short amount of time is miraculous. And then to have a go through the the goal to uh, bring the game to overtime, it's just incredible to watch. Incredible. Incredible. I mean, yesterday was as, uh, you know, amazing as, you know, if not more remarkable. It was the kind of thing that Loyola Chicago was doing in the NCAA playoff, in the NCAA March Madness. That's instantly what it reminded me of, but much further out than any, than any shot (laughs) I saw during the entire March Madness tournament, and as always, lots of buzzer beaters there. But uh, yeah, I mean, it was really incredible. And one of the cool things about it was that Brad Stevens, you could read his lips, was basically screaming for them to foul him, foul anybody, just commit a foul because Celtics were up three. uh, And Jalen Brown was the closest Celtic to him, and I mean, he wasn't even close to fouling him. You could make the case that, you know, if you foul someone shooting a three and he somehow makes it and then gets a shot, a foul shot, you know, they, a four point play and you lose the game. So, but regardless, Brad Stevens wanted them to foul. They didn't. Again, this is all going on in a half second. So, you know, and a lot to think about in literally a split second. So, uh, 
it just made it all more exciting. It was fine. Yeah, John, I, I would tend to think it, for an NBA player, he can make the three free throws. I'd rather just say make the 40-foot shot. Right, right. Um, yeah, it, it's just unbelievable. Uh, again, that, that that shot will hold up, AP, when – you know, if they did a thing like one shining moment at the end of the NBA playoffs where they kind of show some of the, you know, the highlights of the highlights, that yes. that shot from yesterday by the Bucks is going to be in there, as will Rozier's shot, by the way. I should point out that when Rozier made his shot, it was after putting two unbelievable moves on Eric Bledsoe, which to say that put him on skates is an understatement it actually you know was so impressive one way than the other that Bledsoe literally just like gave up stopped at the foul line and didn't made no attempt whatsoever to you know get in front of Rogier who by that who at that moment then had an absolutely wide open three-point shot like it was a no doubter it was like shooting around before the game that's how Right. Much much distance he had put between him and his defender. Yeah, and he had a big game too, twenty three points. Uh, you know, the, the Celtics had, uh, I guess, it was four players and scored twenty plus points, and Tatum had nineteen. So they were really well balanced yesterday. The Bucks had two primary players, uh, Middleton, and then I'll call him the G-Man there. I mean, I know I, c- I could never attempt to pronounce his last name, but he had 35 and Middleton had 31. Yeah, I just call him, like the announcers often do, Giannis, is it? Right, right. Uh, yeah, it's his first name, and I think it's just easier on everybody. Uh, sort of like right. the girl from Notre Dame who hit the game-winning shots uh, <laughs> to beat UConn and... Uh, uh, win the national championship uh, uh, a couple weeks ago. But anyway, neither here nor there. Uh, yeah, so just again, you know, a great, great uh, playoffs are underway. Uh, Greg Popovich is already being his cranky self, which uh, I think everybody's used to, and frankly, a lot of people like. <laughs> it like, gives everyone comfort because when Pop is being Pop, you know, the NBA playoffs are, are normal. That's what we expect, right? Yeah, I think uh, Coach Popovich there, he's beside himself with the health of one of his best players. He's not sure what to say to the media. I know. That's like a first, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yes. he's speechless. I mean, you know, you know he has those short one-liners or just even one-word uh, pronouncements, but this one, he's... I don't think he's sure what direction he should he should move because he has no idea what's what's going to happen, what's how this is going to play out. Yes, it's a strange one to say the least. Of course, we're speaking about Kawhi Leonard that, by all appearances, is officially not going to play at all in this postseason. So where it goes from here, excuse me, uh, remains to be seen. But, AP, hard to believe we're already at the end of our first segment. Uh, heck, we've only had the chance to really delve into one game, Celtics Bucks. Uh, <laughs> right. Many more to talk about uh, in a couple of sports. So why don't we take our break now, and we'll get to some of that on the other side. Follow 
follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network wherever you go. In addition to listening live, you can check out information about your favorite talk show hosts, discover new talk show personalities, add shows to your list of favorites, and listen to all our show archives on demand. All from your iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market, and get ready to tune in. The Voice America mobile app, powered by Aircast. The Voice America Live Events Channel is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com. Voice America is where you are and where you want to be. Join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available. Don't forget to view all our live events, including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. Are you ready for a broad look at everything to do with the world of sports? If so, tune in to the Mike Abadir Show. It's a unique perspective to the connections between sports and business. Host Mike Abadir has negotiated numerous deals in the NFL. Along with co-host Gino Bacola, Mike will bring his expertise, discussion, and some terrific guests to the airwaves. Listen live for the Mike Abadir Show every Thursday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You're listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or by sending an email to IIR at Comcast.net. Now, back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to segment three of All Around Sports. And I'm your host, John Inglesby. To join the show, the call-in number is one 888 346-9144, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. And back on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. And A.P., we were talking some NBA playoffs uh, and focused on the fabulous Celtics-Bucks game one, but... Maybe the more important game, and one with potential seismic ramifications going forward, is the Cleveland Cavaliers literally just getting manhandled at home in game in their game one yesterday afternoon evening. Um, that was a wow. I mean, the Indiana Pacers just laid it on them. Yeah, John, I think the beginning of the game as I watched, I believe it was 22 to 4 at one point or 20 to 4 and it ended up being a, an 18 point victory 98 to 80 for the Pacers and uh, once the underdog gets 
some confidence and they went on your home court. This is going to be a tough series for Cleveland, I believe. Uh, one thing I noticed, that they only had 14 points in the first quarter. And when they're trying to make that comeback all through the rest of the ball game, they had 15 points in the fourth quarter. That's just not enough points. 29 points in two quarters in an NBA uh, playoff game is far short of what's required to be on the winning side. I mean, LeBron James, he needs more help offensively. I mean, he had his 24 points, but, you know, just a couple of players scored in double figure, Larry Nance Jr. and J.R. Smith with 10 to 15, respectively. So, you know, and Victor Oladipo, he was sensational. And I know people were not happy when it came about that he was going to be part of the roster and he lost her, you know, all this, you know, all these different players, but, uh, he's quite a ball player. Yes, he is. He was a high draft pick coming out of Indiana and he kind of came of age yesterday. Uh, well, AP, I mean, you know, I know some people had said, you know, the, the Pacers were going to give the Cavs all they could handle. So based on some of that, that I was hearing, it wasn't a total shock, but basically the, you know, the Pacers just came right in and took the lead and never gave it up for all intents and purposes yesterday and, you know, kind of cruised, if you will, to victory. Cavaliers drew close a couple times. Six, I think, they got yes. was the closest. Uh, but, you know, when I said long-term ramifications, I mean, what I have to say here is, you know, that if the Cavaliers lose this series... I think LeBron is certainly going to be gone because, yeah, number one, he's been to the finals, if I'm not mistaken, seven straight years. That that obviously will be uh, would be stopped. Uh, but, you know, I, I would see this as a scenario where LeBron, where they kind of remade the team here back a month or two ago, that, you know, he would just kind of throw up his hands and just say, and, and maybe with a lot of truth to it, that, you know, he did everything humanly possible to, you know, uh, to get this team playoff ready, get bring in the players. He's done that the past few years where he brings in midseason additions and whatnot, and it's worked every time. But this year, the hole might have been uh, simply too steep uh, to fill. And, uh, you know, there's no Kyrie. We can't overstate that enough. Uh, and he's not playing for, he's done for the year, not playing for the Celtics either in the playoff season. But anyway, the, 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 you know, that to me would be the obvious uh, outcome of the Cavs losing in the first round that I think LeBron would almost certainly be moving on. Yeah, I mean, there's no question without Kyrie. I mean, they didn't have Kyrie. The Pacers, they replaced George with Aldipo. So when you make these moves, uh, sometimes it doesn't work out and it doesn't look like it's worked out for the for the uh, Cavaliers. Yeah, and, you know, remember that first night uh, that all these new guys played? Um, you know, they come into Boston at the time, you know, I think Boston may have been even leading the Eastern Division, and, you know, they just looked great their first night out of the box. A lot of that is just, you know, uh, I'll almost call it beginner's luck, so to speak. You know, they're pumped up. They're a brand-new team playing with LeBron James. But, of course, that faded quickly. Uh, and, and they've looked pretty good, better than they had before, but... 
you know, shall I say nothing special? <laughs> you know, when you get past LeBron, obviously. Uh, so, yeah, this is the one that really bears watching, uh, to say the least. Uh, the Cavs going out in the first round, that's a, that's a seismic shocker across the NBA, without a doubt, across the basketball world. It would, it would be oh, yeah. almost, like, weird. Yeah, that'd be really strange, and, and there's always something. Every time the Pacers, uh, when they have Lance Stevenson, and he has Correct. that bravado, and, you, and you're going to play against LeBron James, I, I think that helps the team because the focus becomes on him when he's in the game, and he has all those you know, things that he's always saying to the LeBron and all the different players, and so he takes away the attention and the spotlight and the other guys on the Pacers can perform. Uh, but Victor Aladipo, he was really special yesterday, and, and uh, I, I think it's going to be tough for Cleveland to win this series, really. I do, too. I do, too. You said it perfectly. Lance Stevens, you know, the Pacers have given them trouble in the past. Uh, and... Yeah, they kind of had the eye of the tiger yesterday, as if you kind of got the feeling like they're not done yet, uh, the Pacers. And uh, I think we can say one thing very safely, though. We've seen it before. I saw it in Game 6 here in Boston 2012. I talk about it often because it was the most amazing athletic performance I've seen in my lifetime, which is uh, LeBron being super LeBron when it's all on the line. And as it was that that year with the Miami Heat down three two coming to Boston back to Boston, but look for him to have an absolute monster monster game in Game Two. Uh, that's going to be in my mind appointment viewing. Yeah, I think that there's no question that he's going to have to probably get thirty five forty points, and then one of his other teammates, you know, have twenty twenty five, and then somebody else having probably 20 points as well to help help that offensive uh, output because there's no way you're going to win games, I don't think, against the Pacers scoring 80 points. Correct. Correct. Yeah, I, I think one of the coolest things in sports today is, you know, watching LeBron uh, when he's in a must-win situation, uh, especially at home. That I think enhanced the experience. Uh, and I expect him to put on an absolute show. And, oh, by the way, let's not forget, you know, he's having uh, maybe the best year of his career, hard to believe, with all the miles on those legs. But uh, so, you know, you combine that and the situation they're in, and I, I think it could be some pretty special stuff, AP. Yeah, he's, you know, LeBron, I don't, I don't think he's going to go down easily because he, no. he wants to maintain that legacy of, being in the championship run, and I don't think he wants to, at this point, as you said, have he had such a fat, fantastic year that he wants to lose in the first round. I think it's what is it, twenty-one straight first uh, first round games that he's won. With right, his team, that's right, you know, something like that. Twenty-one, yes, that, which is a remar- remarkable number. Good point, because that record obviously ended yesterday. That run. Uh, so yeah, a lot at stake. Uh, one thing's for sure. He and everybody else is going to be well rested because the game two is Wednesday at 7 PM. So, uh, nobody will benefit more from the rest than LeBron. 
So I'll even say it in stronger terms that I think we're, we could be in for a special LeBron evening uh, this Wednesday at 7.30 from Cleveland. So, yeah, it, it's going to be good stuff. Uh, also, uh, you know, I watched, I'm sure you're aware, being down south, uh, the ending to that Pelicans Trailblazers game was great the other night. Uh Anthony Davis is turning into something very, very special. John, the thing that surprises me about Anthony Davis is how versatile he's become with his ball handling and his ability to show some skills, you know, dribbling the basketball and making jump shots off the dribble. And I just didn't ever think when I saw him when he first came to Kentucky that he would be that type of player. Right, right. No, he, he is, he's the anointed one. You know, Kentucky's had a lot of great players come through. Correct me if I'm wrong, he was the center on uh, the Calipari team when Calipari finally won his first national championship. Is that correct? Yes, yes. And, yes. and so. John, you know, when, you, when you watch him play now, and he's, he looks like he's so committed and focused to becoming a better player yes. every year. Yes, he, he's saying all the right things, playing at, a, at the highest level, still super young. Uh, yeah, he, you know, he's been a force, but he's about to go next level if he's not already there. And I, I think he might have a couple levels more ahead of him, but he's, he's, a, he's arrived at the next one, that's for sure. Um, well, AP, hard to believe, uh, yet again, we're quickly through our second segment together. So why don't we take our break now? And uh, we'll close out the show with our final segment after the break. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Sports and medicine go hand in hand. Quite simply, if you aren't up to your game health-wise, you won't be up to your game on the field. That's where Bruce the Sports Doc comes in. Dr. Bruce Grossinger uses his medical training and experience to bring you a link between sports and medicine, from the latest advances and treatments to discussion behind the injuries of the week. Bruce the Sports Doc and his team of guest experts are here each week to lay it on the line in terms that you can understand. Tune in every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Check your feelings at the door and enter the Man Cave. Don't let the name fool you, because we're here for anybody that wants to talk and listen in. Host J.D. Harris and friends are here to lead the forum from the fans, former players, owners, execs, and coaches. While inside the Man Cave, you do whatever you like. We won't judge. We'll even go beyond sports to talk technology, current events, and entertainment. Tune in every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You're listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or by sending an email to IIR at Comcast.net. Now... Back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to the fourth and final segment of All Around Sports. I am your host, John Inglesby. I'm back on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Studham. 
veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football as well as many other sports. And before we get started, my pick of the week for appointment viewing is, of course, uh, the multitude of NBA and NHL playoff games all week long. But of all of them, based on what we just talked about the previous segment, I'd have to say uh, Wednesday nights. Game two, Cavaliers and Pacers. Uh, uh, suddenly a must win for Cleveland after losing yesterday in game one at home. So, AP, um, you know, one last game I wanted to touch on was James Harden's unbelievably uh, impressive game yesterday where he scored 44 points against the Minnesota Timberwolves, who certainly game, came to play. Uh, but the game came down to the end. The Timberwolves hung in there, and Chris Paul, who I know is highly regarded, obviously, he committed one of the most grievous turnovers when the, all he had to do was stand there and be fouled. Instead, he threw a pass the length of the court with eight seconds to go. They're up three, and which sailed way, way over the head of his teammate and out of bounds and boom uh, Timberwolves get the ball with a chance to win with eight seconds to go. Plenty of time, a lifetime. So I, n- I never know what to make of Chris Paul. I know how obviously he's talented. Some people speak so, so highly of him, but I just could not believe that pass. Uh, you know, a, a rookie wouldn't make that pass and, you know, in that situation. And, uh, yeah, it, it was a shocker. Um, but anyway, they did hold on. But James, that, that game was all about James Harden. Just uh, uh, put it this way, when he wins the MVP, anybody who saw that game yesterday won't be arguing. That's for sure. Yeah, I don't think so. 44 points to get your team uh, a win the first first game to start the playoffs. I mean, that, that's pretty sweet. I mean, he, he just... He's like a machine, you know, offensively. I just, it's rare to find a player that continuously can put up these big numbers no matter who's guarding him, no matter the, the game or the, the the opponent. It's just incredible how he, he can score all types of ways, and he's so strong. And, and another thing, John, you know, left-handers, there's something about guarding a player that's left-handed it's very unusual because your your body is tuned to always move in a certain way guarding the right-handed player, but a left-hander you rarely see, and he's one of the best scorers uh, of all time. Absolutely. You know, he's getting better by the game, by the year. He is an MVP. He will be, you know, will be official very soon. Um, but, yeah, yeah, I mean, what you said about left-handers, that's why Belichick – Loves to have left-footed punters. The ball comes off a different way. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, I mean, there's a lot to be. I'm a big believer in all that, by the way. I, I think it's it's really, you know, uh, a thing. A thing worth noting. Yeah, I believe there's an advantage to some degree in, in many of the sports being left-handed. Exactly. Absolutely. Um, well, you know, we have talked a lot of basketball, tough to get into everything, but, you know, uh, it's spring football time as well. M- NBA draft is coming and we're into, uh, 
spring football games. I actually watched a little of the Clemson spring game <laughs> the other day uh, as I was surfing through the channels and whatnot. And, uh, yeah, spring football, nothing like it. Yeah, John, I happened to catch some of that Clemson spring game myself, and they've got quite this group of quarterbacks. Yes. That they're going to have to come to some decision. That seems to be the theme this year uh, at Clemson and a few other places where you have hotshot freshmen coming into the program, and but you have also returning veterans that played maybe one year. They're, they're also young quarterbacks, but they led their team to a lot of victories, you know, college football playoffs, and coaches are going to have to make decisions. Uh, Clemson is one place. Uh, George is another with Justin Fields, uh, all, you know, all-American type freshman is coming into the quarterback. Yeah, Jake Fromm there already. And of course, Alabama, they're going to have to make their choice between uh, Tua and uh, Jalen Hurts. But Clemson, I like their situation at quarterback with Bryant and uh, I think it's Lawrence, that hot shot freshman coming in from, from Georgia, actually. Right. Well, uh, speaking of Alabama, the team you cover, when is uh, when's the Alabama spring game? Yeah, the spring game will be this Saturday uh, on April 21st. And I know a lot of people were looking forward to watching the quarterbacks play. <clears throat> but Tua, he injured an index finger, broke it a while back, and then he had another incident this this uh, past couple of days. So I'm not sure. He, I don't think he's going to play in the spring game on Saturday, unfortunately. But I know I was looking forward to him competing for the starting position along with Jalen Hurts. So, but they say Jalen's improved and with his vision and ability to spot other receivers. But you wanted to see Tua at his full strength so that competition can continue all the way through every practice and into the uh, August practices. Right, right. Uh, yeah, well, that's hard to believe that, uh, you know, I, I guess this coming weekend is really the big weekend where there'll be the most uh, spring spring football games. And, uh, yeah, and, you know, spring also means the NFL draft. Uh, and the NFL draft means, as always these days, uh, you know, a lot of Alabama players in the mix. Minka Fitzpatrick, uh, I know, highly, highly regarded. And uh, the usual, uh, you know, number of Alabama players expected to go high, right? Oh, yeah. Deron Payne, the nose tackle, nose guard. Calvin Ridley, the wide receiver. Rashawn Evans. Those are some, I believe, that will be in the first round. And, uh, you know, Ronnie Harrison's a safety. I mean, John, they had, I think it was 14 players at the NFL Combine. That did not include the center, Bradley Bozeman, and Cam Sims, a tall receiver. So uh, I, they might set a record this year for players drafted at Alabama. I think it's the record's about 10 or 11. Uh, wow. So I think they might surpass that number with this group. Oh, my gosh. That's amazing. Well, yet again, befitting a national champion uh, with that kind of talent, right? Yeah, absolutely. It's it's quite interesting to see who's going to be taken the highest. I mean, make us such a versatile player. He could start at cornerback early in his career and then transition to maybe the, the, the nickel back and, 
you know, safety position, but he's very talented, has been since day one. He's very smart. He he grasped the entire playbook at Alabama, which is unique for a freshman on the defensive side. That secondary, as you know, Nick Saban calls himself the highest-paid graduate assistant. So you know he's got good training going into the NFL. Right, right. No doubt about it. Well, uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting, you know, yet again. I think it's in Dallas this year, the NFL draft. I, of course, am... Yep, so that's going to be fun. Uh, I, of course, am very interested in uh, Saquon Barkley. Uh, see where he goes. You know, I, I keep seeing things that, uh, with phrases like he is the most perfect, quote, perfect candidate in the entire draft. Uh, this he, he may prove to be the ultimate test of, uh, you know, how high can a running back go. Um you know, when I look at what Ezekiel Elliott has meant to the Cowboys and what his app, and just as importantly, what his absence meant to the Cowboys, i.e., those games he was out torpedoed their whole season last year. Uh, you know, I think he's pretty valuable. We'll see see what happens. It should be fun, though. Yeah, it should be, John, and especially with the quarterback position. So many talented quarterbacks. I don't know if there's any superstars, but they're all vying to be drafted this year. The teams need quarterbacks, the Jets, the Giants, everyone else involved. So that's going to be a lot of fun. A lot of fun. And uh, AP, hard to believe we're actually at the end of the show. I want to thank you, as always, uh, for your expertise and perspective. Uh, Lots going on. It's going to be fun. Good luck Saturday at the Alabama spring game. And uh, I think these have become a rite of spring, like baseball, and uh, especially for us, right? Yeah, everybody at Alabama always looks forward to the A-Day game since Nick Saban has arrived. Absolutely. I love it, the A-Day game. Great name. But thanks again, and uh, as always, thank you all for listening to All Around Sports. And we look forward to doing it all again on Mondays at 1 p.m. Eastern time. Thanks again for tuning in to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Be sure to tune in again next Monday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. And we'll talk sports again next week.